On this episode of AV Week, Almo has their very first hybrid event, taking a look at another global distributor and the options that we have within the AV industry. All that and more next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Week, episode 525, recorded Friday, September 10th, 2021. Hybrid Taco. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Atlona, the go-to provider for AV signal distribution and control in corporate, higher education, and residential spaces. And by Sure, sound extraordinary. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host with us to discuss the news and information we have gathered this week. First and foremost, uh, the last time we talked with Ailey Dewey, uh, she worked for one company. Now she has joined Harmon. So congratulations and welcome, ma'am. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. Absolutely. Um, also with us uh, is a, uh, an old friend, not because he's old, because I've known him, but I've known him a long time, Mr. Brock McGinnis uh, from Nationwide up in Canada. Welcome, sir. Fantastic as always to be here, Tim. It's an honor. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, also with us is uh, Sharath Abraham. Sharath is with uh, AVISPL, and I think the last time we talked to him, he was with somebody else too, but that's all right. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to sit down and chat with friends. Absolutely. And uh, last but not least, uh, by the time this post, this young man and I will either be elated because the Bears will be undefeated or we'll be crying in our Cheerios. Uh, Mr. Bill Stang, just north of me up in Chicago. Welcome, sir. Good to be here with this all-star cast. Absolutely. Bill is with, uh, with Windy City Wire uh, up, in, uh, um, up in Chicago. So uh, first story comes to us uh, from our friends over at, um, actually us, uh, AV, uh, AV Nation at our, our site. Almo Pro, uh, Almo Pro AV, has a, gone hybrid. Uh, their first hybrid E4 experience is taking place in Dallas, November, 20, uh, November 30th, uh, and also is going to um, a right after the uh, Boston experience uh, hat was postponed in October uh, 20th. Uh, E4 Dallas will mark the first time Alamo is combining a regional in-person showcase as well as a virtual E4 evolution in a single event. A couple things here. First and foremost, full transparency. Last year, um, uh, we at Aviation helped Almo uh, do their complete uh, virtual experience. I interviewed a number of, of subject matter experts for some of their stuff. Um, this year, uh, I'm not quite sure what we're doing uh, yet, but we're probably going to do some stuff uh, with the team over at Almo. Uh, I mentioned hybrid, and I bring this up. Uh, this week, um, I, I had the opportunity and, and the honor to interview uh, our Evixa CEO, Dave Labuskis, uh, talking about Infocom 2021, uh, happening the 27th through the 29th of October. The term hybrid got brought up. Unfortunately, I am the one who brought it up. Uh, this is 100% editorial here, and it's, I don't say this very often. I hate the word hybrid. I don't know why. I hate it like I hated the word huddle 10 years ago. I, I just, there, there has to be a better phrase. Brock, I'm going to start with you on this. It, 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 when we look at this, talk for a second about the evolution of this term hybrid. And I understand it, it's, you know, it's making sure that, that folks in person that want to be in person can enjoy the in-person stuff. The folks that aren't there, they can still get the education virtually. You know, when you look at this, does this evolution make sense for our industry? 
uh, both from a consumption standpoint, but also as a group of people who help put on these types of events from a live event standpoint, does the do these hybrid events, you know, does this evolution make sense as the next iteration? Um, I, I'm not sure I like the word hybrid either, Tim, but we've been dealing with um, three kinds of participants in the, you know, those of us that sell video conferencing, uh, we've been dealing with three kinds of participants for years. There are the people who are in the room. There are the people at the other end of the call or the remote participants. And then there are, uh, you know, what I used to say to clients were future participants, the asynchronous ones um, that okay. might want to be able to view the meeting at a later time. So um, whatever we call it, uh, hats off to Elmo uh, for doing it this way. Um, it's convenient for some people in Dallas to go to their show, uh, but it takes the effort that they're putting into that local show and extending that to all of their customers across the continent uh, live, which is brilliant, right? That's the, the hybrid thing. But it is also creating an opportunity for someone like me to be able to cherry pick asynchronously or at another time, not live, to be able to cherry pick those sessions and things that I want to be able to listen to. So they're creating content that becomes permanent. And, um, and, and all of the above are, are real positive things. Sure. When you take a look at this, both as Shrath used to work for a manufacturer and now he works for uh, an integrator, both sides of this, Shrath, um, talk about, you know, what this means, as Brock says, you can connect locally, obviously in person, but also talk about some of the logistics of needing now to staff those folks regionally, um, remotely. I, I, that would, I said that wrong, but, but, um, staff the folks properly who are connecting virtually. We mentioned the fact that Brock is in Canada. If he is quote unquote attending the Dallas E4 event virtually, then the person that works for, you know, manufacturer XYZ, Brock comes into the virtual showroom and he goes, hey, you know, Mr. McGinnis, thanks, thanks for joining us. You know, how can I help you? And, and they start talking and then Brock's eventually going to say, I'd like to have more information and connect locally. The person in Dallas can't connect with Brock, right, in, in Toronto. So how do you now then staff for a hybrid event or a virtual event? I think it really comes down to um, interest, as, as Brock mentioned, asynchronous and what people are interested in. Um, so uh, me personally, I would send out a survey and say, hey, who's interested in attending this you know, in Dallas, because if that's the case, I'll set up some, you know, through travel, you can go, but there might be people that can't go say, all right, if you're interested in this, you can go there. And because of AVSPL, you know, I'm not trying to plug us in there because we're, you know, we're everywhere in terms of uh, America and locations, it, it actually allows my office to get more in touch with the local office in Dallas as well as a, as an integrator, right? Just like, uh, ABSPL, there are plenty of offices with different locations, integrators, different locations. I think what the hybrid event does is it actually allows more communication between different offices for an integrator itself, meaning, oh, hey, did you go to uh, the Dallas event? And then my New Jersey engineer will be like, yeah, yeah, I was in this session. And then they can start communication, right? So what that does is it, instead of just thinking of, thinking of it as a, you know, just who's attending what person by person, I think 
for larger companies such as AVSPL, it allows more communication between different locations. Uh, for smaller companies, uh, I think it might allow people opportunities to get out of their comfort zone uh, and give that opportunity to go somewhere. Uh, because I think one thing in the AV industry, there's, there's a lot of extroverts and the introverts. The extroverts will be like, send me to Dallas. I am ready to, with my cowboy boots and cowboy hats. But this gives an opportunity to say, hey, you know, are you interested in this event? You can join it virtually. And then next year, that person might be like, hey, can I, this time, can I actually go to Dallas? Because I already know the people I met online during the event and I feel more comfortable around, you know, because I already know, know the people at the event. So it, it allows more of a fluid communication. And I, 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 I think of hybrid as tacos where you have different options, right? You don't got to, you don't have to eat steak tacos anymore. You got chicken tacos, you got shrimp tacos. So I think the word hybrid to me, if we're going to take that word out of the, uh, you know, out of the mix, let's just say options, you know, option event. Uh, So that's just my, I guess, take in terms of hybrid, as you would say. So from now on, Tim, I'm never going to say hybrid. I'm just going to say options. I'm going to say tacos, dude. You bet. You bet. I like that one better. (laughs) Good Lord. (laughs) <laughs> and, and if you've never been on AV Week, understand we record this on Friday around lunchtime. So Sharath, <laughs> just like I'm, I'm going to have tacos after this. Thank you, Sharath. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Ailey, um, you've you've got a couple of different places in your career, but the last two stops, including the one here, is all manufacturing. So talk for a second about the differences between connecting with somebody like Sharath said in person as opposed to you know virtual, or or hybrid or tacos. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so first off, I have to say, I like the word hybrid. So I'm sorry, I just I just have to say that. Like, uh, I can't think of a better word. I like options, but hybrid's the best word in my view. Um, something that I've seen as someone who has worked events both virtually and in person, um, when there is some kind of virtual presence uh, at a trade show, so this is primarily the event that I'm kind of thinking about right now when we talk about events. Uh, when I'm working an event, virtually, I am able to get to my colleagues quicker who the person at that booth is needs to speak to. Sometimes it's me, often it's not. Uh, I've, I've worked for some, some large manufacturers. People sometimes will visit our booth virtually from a country far, far away. Uh, and that person uh, who they need to speak to wouldn't have been at that event in person necessarily anyway, domestically or in North America, I should say. Um, so I actually see a huge advantage there um, because a hybrid event will draw more people outside of that territory uh, where the event is happening and it gets people connected a lot faster. You know, when I was doing events only in person and the events were fully in person, it would take, I'm not going to lie, I'm just going to admit it, it would take me a few days to get to the person that the person who visited the booth needed to talk to because I got really busy and I had meetings, meeting meetings until midnight and then I forgot and I had found their business card on the, you know, on the flight home and I'm like, oh snap, Jim, I'm so sorry, you need to talk to this person. So I, I actually really like the hybrid method uh, for events. All right. Bill, same question here. Uh, you've done a number of events, including uh, the, uh, the, the, our friends over at commercial integrator, they, their event had to get moved to, to, to virtual mm-hmm. last year. Uh, first time I met bill was in person at that commercial integrator event. Uh, good Lord. 10, I don't know, eight or nine Many years ago, now. ago. A little long time ago. Many, many um, tacos ago. I, I had less gray hair then. How about that? Um, so talk shorter. for a second. Same thing with, <laughs> same thing with Ailey. Um, you know, the, the strategies, right. Of connecting hybrid versus connecting in person. Uh, when it comes to some of these events? You know, I think one thing we've learned 
the last 18 months is it's, it's harder virtually. Um, it's just you get fatigued. I mean, we learned that very quickly with the amount of uh, uh, webinars we were trying to push out there right away. That's just it's not the way that we want to engage, um, especially in this industry. I mean, if you go to Infocom shows and you even see it uh, live, it's just a more engaging audience. And um, and, you know, I think we all genuinely like to get together and and, you know, see each other. Uh, but, you know, one thing I will say about hybrid, I'm going to agree with Haley. I do like the word itself. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think it gives an opportunity to people who just can't attend these shows. Um, that's, I think, the most important part of it. Um, there's a lot of young folks and just within our company that want to learn more about it, the industry, but they, they can't do that besides their engagement day to day on the phone or on Teams calls with people. And that's why often we're taking people on the road with, with some of the senior reps to get to know people and see how the how it operates so I think I think there's certainly value in it that you can get some of the younger people in your organization on the horn with people to learn more about manufacturers or you know anything else in this industry that that could be important in their career I think it must be a real challenge for you though Bill because your your product um, lends itself so well to the physical demo and the and the physical and I, you know, I've been taken through your product and, and, you know, we roll out wire this way and we label this way. And here's the difference between our jackets. And, and it, I, I just, and, and that was one of the best things about uh, meeting you and your team at shows was that you could show me the difference uh, between Windy City and, and uh, your competitors. And, um, and, how do you overcome that virtually? How have you how how has it evolved that uh, that you can explain that over the internet? Well, I mean, a lot of what we've done over the last couple of years has been over Teams, um, just like everyone else. But again, you get there's there's fatigue that comes with that. But um, and I think Sharath will tell you this: we're we're pretty um, active. You know, we're still jumping on planes all the time and going. Of course, we're doing things safely and responsibly, but. For those who will see us, we're still going to go do it. Um, we're, we always, if there's no trade shows in 10 years, we're still going to be jumping on planes and going to see people weekly and um, and keeping engaged with our customers because there's, you, you know, you you can't you can't find mentors on Zoom or Teams in my my opinion. You you know, and you can't the same way you can't find great customers and new partners on this type of format. You you got to be out there shaking hands and and giving hugs. You, you know you know what this allows though this whole pandemic I think uh, allows AV specifically marketing and product development the ability to hire people or or, or as I would say younger generation from college yeah. that's showcasing their products on platforms like Instagram and TikTok and Twitter right because I'll go through TikTok and I'll end up googling 14 things i want to buy by the end of the time i'm done scrolling right because there are so many clever ways that you can still showcase your products virtually from anywhere right i think half the products i bought aren't even from america they're from like germany i bought this wallet the other day that just looked so cool from germany which i would have never googled myself and i would never find in a store going to the mall in person right so i think because of hybrid events, it'll allow the AV industry to look elsewhere and look at different skill sets now right. for marketing, yes. for virtual events, for, uh, you know, all these different types. 
we're not it's not the normal cookie cutter i need a marketing person to run a trade show or i need a marketing person for my company to do this now you can hire one person for that and one person for online marketing and online videos and online training because for if, if you have uh, someone fresh out of college who's been doing TikTok for the last three years, they can do your whole year worth of marketing and not even do one virtual event. So then you save money on hybrid events. You're just paying this person to do TikToks all day. Um, just to interject, uh, Bill, there's one point that uh, you mentioned that I just wanted to uh kind of argue against, I suppose, um, just because I've had the somewhat unique experience and I'm just realizing it right now to blossom, so to speak, uh, in the AV industry during the pandemic. Uh, before that, I was focused more on live sound. Um, and before that, I was focused more on studio work. Um, and all of my mentors, nearly all of them, even a new one that I have here at Harmon that I've got so quickly and I'm very thankful for, uh, and almost all of my customers were met initially, at least virtually. And I found uh, that I really do enjoy, you know, never as much as in person, as you guys can tell, I'm an extrovert, right? But I really enjoy doing virtual pitches and making them awesome. And I've met a lot of great customers virtually and I still haven't met many of them yet. I will, of course, and the goal will be to, but just during this time where I can't, or it's not as easy, I've I've met a lot of amazing people and I like this this virtual way, I have to say. Maybe, maybe I'm becoming one of the old dogs of the industry and just I'm not getting up to speed with being virtual and, you know, online with people as, as quickly. Nothing beats yeah. in person, though. I will say that. Yeah. <laughs> download TikTok this weekend, Bill. And what, what is it? Can you spell Download it? TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. T-I-K. With a C yeah. or a K? Okay, I think it's two K's, right? Yeah. Um, and then you can curse me on Monday morning when you've spent your entire weekend looking at TikTok. Yes. Um, you'll 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 end up on a TikTok just for raccoons as pets. I've I've seen that one. Uh, Megan Dutta uh, turned me yeah. on to that one. So she she put me on that too. Yeah. Uh, Justin Fields, I'm sure, uh, has a TikTok bill. So just do that, well, right? right. Just, that, Justin Fields, if you're not familiar, it. is is the new rookie quarterback for the Bears. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I agree with you. I I still hate the word tech, hybrid, but I agree with you on the on the on the rest of that. Uh, and Haley, I will I will now that you mention it, I will I will agree with your 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 blossoming during the pandemic because I first met Haley damn near almost two years ago around this time. Uh, she worked for Sennheiser at the time. I happened to be in in Hanover uh, when she and, and a bunch of her cohorts were as well. Uh, and then obviously two years, you know, the the pandemic was pretty much six months after that. So. Yeah, yeah, and I had just crazy. started uh, just yeah. started on that AV team right then. So yeah, it was nuts. All right, guys. Uh, next story comes to us from our friends over at uh, speaking of of, of uh, Europe, uh, AV uh, magazine. Uh, Maverick owner Tech Data completes a merger with Cenex. If you're not familiar, uh, Cenex uh, they have combined. They have uh, uh, the uh, Maverick uh, and Tech Data has uh, merged with Cenex, roughly fifty seven billion with a B. Uh, dollars in revenue, uh, 100,000 employees, and over 100 uh, companies and or countries and territories. Sherelle, I'm going to start with you. Not for nothing, but you mentioned the fact that AVISPL is kind of everywhere. Uh, so global integrator, global distributor. Uh, are, are we kind of ready for a global distributor like this? We've got a couple of them, uh, but what does is, what is AV do with, with a number, n another distributor like this that can kind of go all around the world? Uh, I think back to my taco thing is more options uh is you know uh for me personally 
especially now with all of the delays in shipping and understanding how much stock there is and you know timelines being pushed out having one main company such as Cinex have those additional resources it always helps out it's it's never a bad thing in my opinion because you're adding resources to help uh, in, in terms of figuring out what pieces where. So my first job out of college was uh, with this company called uh, Computer Science Corporation. And my job was to integrate SAP for the US Army, meaning at the time the US Army, their finance system, their accounting system, and their HR system were all separate systems, right? And because of that, it caused so much delays and there were so many communication issues in order to get a barrel of ammunition from Kentucky all the way to, let's say, Afghanistan. And because we worked on a system to put all that together, someone in Afghanistan can look up, you know, how many bullets are available or how many guns are available to be shipped to me. That's the closest in terms of location, because now if we're looking at price increases, we are now also worried about shipping costs as well. I mean, the other day I tweeted that a shipping container went from $900 to almost like three times the amount now. So, so now we're thinking about logistics, right? Because if you have a large company now consolidate with other companies, other locations, things start getting closer in terms of getting stuff to you. And that's the way Amazon is so amazing is because of how many different locations they have and how quickly they can search through their system of how can I get this piece to this location the fastest. So there's, you know, to me, it seems like it'll only allow faster ship times. It'll allow less uh, friction in between the customer and the client because now you can actually say, oh no, actually there's a piece that we can get to you in next month. That means the install will happen next day. So our, you know, our promise of ASAP is actually ASAP, right? <laughs> so it, it, it makes life a little bit easier because now you have more options in terms of locations. Yeah, absolutely. Sharath mentioned the fact that of, of containers, I've heard containers going as high as $30,000 if you can get them. So, right. Um, Bill, same kind of question as, as Windy City, uh, wire looks uh, beyond the, the borders of the U.S., if that's a, a goal for you guys. Looking at, at global distribution uh, and, and helping clients uh, expand uh, globally, how does this help? You know what, that is a goal for us. It's certainly not an easy one, um, especially these days. But, um, you know, all of our customers' customers are going global and they want to take you with them. And like Sharath said, it's about how do you get that widget there the fastest, right? Um, and as much as, like Brock was mentioning, we can, you can have a box of wire that comes out a certain way and it's labeled and you save labor and all that good stuff. It all comes down to service. You know, how can, how can you service the customer? So if you don't have, if you don't have product there, if you don't have uh, vision to your inventory and, and all those great things, um, you know, there's more of an opportunity to let your, your partners down. So I think it's a great thing. I think it's something that we should all be pretty focused on as manufacturers is how do we get outside of our, our own borders and, and across ponds. Um, and, uh, you know, to those guys, I know a lot of the guys at Cynix and I know they're very excited about this and, you know, I'm, I'm excited for them and congratulate the both companies on, uh, what should be a pretty, you know, successful, uh, merger. All right. Brock, same kind of question here. Yeah. We mentioned the fact a couple times that Brock's in, in Toronto, if you're not familiar, uh, in the AV industry, Canada is not a 51st state. Hmm. It is legitimately an international, you know, um, 
situation there, uh, depending on on the the brand, depending on the line. So you look at uh, a distributorship like this, um, you know, and you look at, at talking to your clients, you know, some of which Brock over the years has had clients, not just in the States, but elsewhere as well. How does, you know, a, a, distribu a distributor like this giving you kind of more expansion and more places to land for your clients? Um, I'm going to disagree on the more because uh, they're the tech and Cinex uh, tend to be in the same places. Okay. Uh, which is which is major markets. Uh, I do business with both of them. Um, there's a, a woman at my office who will be actually very happy once they fully merge because instead of having to call Exertus, Ingram, Tech, and Cinex, now uh, she has to make one less call for pricing uh, to TD Cinex. But uh, which is the point that I want to make? So, Sharath, this is less options, not more. And um, I loved Cinex and Tech competing for my Cisco or Poly business uh, because that kept the prices sharp and the prices were never the same. Um, and so there is now one less competitor um, and, uh, and, and that uh, less competition generally does not bode well uh, for more efficient market. The thing that I am the most afraid of um, is that if I have X number of $100,000 worth of credit with tech, and I got X number of $100,000 worth of credit with Cinex, um, that, um, uh, that I now will only have one of those credit lines. And, uh, and when an integrator is rolling out a large project, I may choose to buy my displays over there and <clears throat> my uh, conferencing uh, gear over on the other side so that I can maximize those two, uh, those two elements. Um, uh, that said, uh, I spent Monday uh, with uh, the head of sales for Cinex in Canada and uh, one of his staff and one of his vendors. We played some golf together, went out for dinner afterwards. Um, they're very excited and, uh, and their vision is that they're going to be able to provide a more efficient um, uh, delivery uh, package to us and and combine the strengths of both companies both in in expertise tech is tech does some things way better than Cinex does and Cinex uh, as you know I'm sure already does some things way better than tech does particularly yeah. in the AV industry so it's uh, it's six of one half dozen of the other um, but uh, credit lines will impact this industry greatly because uh, they won't they won't be a combination of the two companies. Um, there'll be a, some fraction thereof. Well, and the one thing that I don't know that anybody's done a great job of reporting on, we certainly haven't, is the um, the lead times on projects right now are extending, right? And it's not due to any fault of any integrator. It is and nothing against Haley or Bill. It is manufacturing. It is supply chain. Uh, and, and there are folks that have got jobs on the books that they can't finish, meaning they can't collect because of a part or two um, because of that supply chain. Um, Haley, you'll, you'll wrap us up here, you know, talk for a second about this, this new globalization of AV and how a merger like this helps with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm excited. Anytime I hear globalization, I get super excited. Um, I'm fortunate to work for a monster of a manufacturer uh, with multiple headquarters, uh, obviously multiple factories all around the world. 
Um, and I have to say my, my biggest customers outside of universities are global. They almost always are. So we've got end customers who are global. I'm a large manufacturer that's global. And as soon as I hear about distributors and integrators, you know, having a goal to become global or who are already global and are still expanding, uh, because obviously global is, is not a one dimensional thing. It, it, there's so much more to that. I get excited because I can reach as someone who doesn't sell directly to the end customer, I can reach those end customers better and utilize partnerships, work on global pricing, uh, and just have a more streamlined way of communicating. When an install happens in Korea, you know, I've got teammates in Korea that I can call and work with and we can have uh, just global pricing throughout the world. And to me, it's very exciting. So to me, it's kind of a step towards something that I think a lot of manufacturers are already doing and working towards growing and a lot of end customers are, and it's kind of bridging the gap for me, if that makes sense. Makes complete sense. All right, guys, thank you all so much. Uh, Mr. Brock McGinnis, thank you, sir. Uh, how do people connect with you or Nationwide? I'm easy to get a hold of on Twitter at, uh, at Brock McGinnis. Um, I'm also Brock at NationwideAV.com. And uh, uh, it, uh, it, it was great. I've never been on with uh, any of these other three people before, Tim, and I uh, appreciate you introducing us. Uh, this, uh, this is a, a real good group. It is. It is. And, I, and I'm the old man here. So uh, I just point that out. So, uh, Sharath, thank you, sir. Good to see you again, bud. Yeah, of course. Always happy to hop on the line and talk about tacos. Seriously, that is exactly what I'm having for dinner tonight. You know that you realize that, right? I cannot not have tacos now. Um, how do people connect with you? Not that they need ABI to know how to connect with ABISPL, but how do they connect with ABISPL as well? Uh, so for me personally, you can catch me on Twitter most of the time, uh, tweeting about random things, uh, Sharath S. Abraham. And then on LinkedIn, sometimes I post some stuff, mostly about uh, my team in my office and how much fun we have. But outside of that, always happy to chat up on Twitter, as I would say. Also, his dog Chutney, which is which is adorable. So, listen, Chutney is old news. I am now the star. Okay, Chutney was a star during the beginning of the pandemic on LinkedIn. I'm Chutney is cuter like than Sharath. I'm just going to put it uh, out there. So that's the only thing she has on me. <laughs> Haley, <laughs> thank you so much, ma'am. Good to see you. Uh, how do people connect with you and or Harmon? Yeah, this was so fun. Thank you so much, guys. Um, so on Twitter, you can find me at, and I'm going to spell it slowly because it's one of those names that is very rarely spelled right, uh, at H-A-L-E-Y-T-U-O-H-Y, just my full name. That's a privilege of having kind of a unique name is that you get to just use your name on Twitter. Um, if you want to reach me at my Harmon email, it is Haley.Tui, spelled exactly the same way, at Harmon.com. Uh, you can also reach me at LinkedIn, uh, the same exact spelling, of course, and then uh, go to Harmon.com if you want to check out our website. All right, very good. Mr. Stang, thank you, sir. Uh, how do people connect with you or Windy City Wire? Yeah, good being uh, on here today. Good to see you, uh, Brock, Sharath, Tim, Haley, nice to meet you. Uh, best way is email bstang at SmartWire, or I will report back with my new TikTok uh, by the end of the day. And uh, that would be the second best way of communication at that point, I believe. I don't even know if you can reach someone on TikTok. Yes, you can, Bell. Good Lord, dude. Okay, all right. I'll let you know. He's got two young boys. He should be able to. They, they're probably already on TikTok. They're they, like, well, it, it, three and six. I hope they're not. But. <laughs> the six-year-old probably is. Yeah, all right. Six-year-old probably, six probably has his own TikTok by now. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Um, for me, for Tim Albright, don't go, uh, don't follow me because um, the Bears start playing this weekend. At least I hope and pray to God they do. Uh, go by the website if you would please avianation.tv that's avianation.tv you'll find this program and a host of others uh i just got back from cedia about a week ago our team has been working their butts off and so all those videos are up and moving uh you can check that out uh we will also be i will be heading to nab uh and hanging out with our buddy paul uh from ptz optics and stream geeks uh that's about a month from now uh and then two or three weeks after that we will be heading to orlando uh, safely. Uh, we will be doing it uh, according to guidelines, but we will be going uh, and bringing you all that uh, from the show floor of Infocom 2021. So you can check all of that out uh, at the website. Also check out uh, the folks who help us financially, help us bring you AV Week and Resi Week, and those are our sponsors, and we thank them for their support. So all that and more at avianation.tv. That's avianation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. That is all the time we have for AV Week. 